ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. The Association of Common Sense Masculinity is proud to present the exciting, the thought-provoking Can-Am Soup, an entertaining, genuine, and often meandering conversation between two friends. And now, the stars of our show, Jeremy Gertz and Todd Fuss. Hey, Todd. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good, Jeremy. How about yourself? Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I don't know. Do you think many people record podcasts first thing in the morning? No. From the sound of it, a lot of people uh, record late at night after quite a few drinks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. You know, it's funny. It's and just... if they don't do it, then their editor does. Yeah. I was just tell, talking to my wife about different podcasts and stuff, and um, the one that I was on, Forge Side Chats, um, man, the one guy, he, I think he drank like five beers in the time we were podcasting, <laughs> and you can tell, like, by the end of the shows, he's pretty loose, and he gets, he'll go off on these emotional, they're not rants, because he's not angry, but he's just like, think about how beautiful life is, man, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Okay. <laughs> You guys should just podcast without the booze, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I listened to uh, another podcast, Work For It podcast, and they had a gentleman from Ukraine, and uh, he was one of the guys that came after me on, on Instagram or on YouTube in the comment sections for showing that Russian knife sharpener. <laughs> he kind of lit me up in the comments went back and forth it's like whatever dude chill out it's actually good i listened to the whole episode it's actually a pretty good episode he had but yeah he uh he unsubscribed from me because i made that video so i guess he's a little sensitive but how's things going for you uh uneventful that's kind of nice isn't it not a bad thing no not a bad thing at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Oh, what'd you do this week? Well, you know, I didn't have a home invasion. Yeah. That's, you know? right. that's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. I'm uh I bought two tools, like the well, substantial tools. I call any substantial tool something that takes a bit of room or costs more than like ten bucks. But um we're doing like I always think of it as renovations i'm like oh yeah i'm doing some house renovations but just projects that i never finished <laughs> so in the basement we're putting in a a schluter shower have you heard of that it's basically like this orange waterproof membrane and it's really cool stuff but um anyways so the drain the uh for the shower the guys just poured concrete right up to the pipe like the floor level concrete and normally, you know, you'd put a little, you'd frame that out a little bit so there's a little clearance down to your gravel, right? Well, no, they didn't do that. The guy that built this house was just such a, oh, man, I got I got a couple of hammers that are more intelligent than he is. But anyway, so I had to chip away all this concrete, and so I bought myself a rotary hammer, a little Bosch, uh, and it has the, the chisel feature. Man, that made life easy, like just, just digs through concrete like crazy. And I dug like right through our slab, right to the gravel underneath. And then 
I've got a, I need it like I'm doing, you need a bunch of thin set mortar and I've got like a whole bunch of this stuff to do in, in the future here. And so I went and bought a, a Milwaukee cordless mud mixer. So like a half inch chuck, big cordless thing. It's pretty cool. Neither are tools that I'm actually really like, oh, I want this, but it's like, it makes your life easier, you know? Yeah, there's much to be said for right tool for the right job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, we all know somebody out there is going to, eh, but what about, don't care. Yeah. You do you. Exactly, yeah. I had to do, you know, a lot of jobs with very few tools and no space for a long time. Now, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Work at it, dude. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know why those tools exist? Because somebody wanted them, somebody needed them. It makes it more efficient, more profitable for a businessman. You yeah. know, if you just want to cry about, oh, you're showing how to make something with ten thousand dollars worth of tools. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. And you know how I've always, always looked at it. And I, when we were first married, I would actually get somebody, like I'd call someone and get a quote. I'm like, okay, so to do this tile work in this bathroom is going to be X number of dollars. So if I keep it under that, I'm saving money. And it's like, okay, so all the work I'm doing, I mean, this to do a complete custom shower install, like, you know, fully custom, right? Like I can make as big as I want. It's not just some some prefab thing I'm sticking in place. I mean, this this would be a couple grand, you know? So if I got to buy myself like a $250 hammer drill and a $250 mud mixer, that's 500 bucks. We bought all these tiles used, right? Like Steph's got a good eye for uh, finding nice stuff on, on Kijiji. And uh, like the whole tiles for the bottom, we've got like probably enough to do three times what we need. And they're like 60 bucks. And these are like glass. I mean, she gets phenomenal deals, you know? And so it's, I look at it, I'm like, I could literally buy every single tool brand new. I mean, I have all these trowels. I have all the existing stuff. I had to do some drywall work. I've, I've got all my drywall knives, all that. And I'm like, those are from previous jobs where I saved money doing it. And now this is just gravy, you know, and I go ahead and buy these tools and I'm still ahead than if I were to be like calling somebody up and be like, Hey dude, you want to come put in a custom shower for me? You know? Well, yeah. And you can, if you want a custom shower put in and you get a quote for 15 grand, that's using the materials he's going to use and the profit margin he uses and the labor he uses. Mm-hmm. You can take that 15 grand and get way better materials. Do it yourself. Yeah. And you'll probably come out at like 7,000 bucks. You know, you think about it too, you got to pay his insurance, right? You got to pay for his fuel. I mean, you got to pay for your own too, but, and if it's a company, you know, most of these renovation guys have a couple of guys on there you know, you got to pay for benefits for them, healthcare. I mean, that's all, you know, everybody thinks Canada's free healthcare. It just comes out in their pay, you know, but it's like you pay for all that for his crew, his guys, you know? And then what about the downtime when like, man, paying other people to do stuff is expensive, you know, especially if it's not hard, like, like doing a custom shower is not, I'm slow. Like I'm really slow at it. And I'll be like, oh, crap, I don't have the right trial for this. And uh, the frustrating thing is how long this is taking me. But at the same time, it's because I'm super fussy. Um, I'm 
sure I do a better job than a contractor would because they're just looking to get in and get out. And I'm like, you know, I got to, this is, I want this done as best as it can be done. And then you learn it. And then the next one, like I got an upstairs shower I got to do, you know, like we never finish a shower in our master bathroom. And so it's like, once I get all this done, I'll just take this experience right upstairs. Boom. There's another bathroom I'm saving money on. And it's, it's done better. Like every time I've hired stuff out, I'm like, oh man, it's so one of the hardest things on earth, I think, is to find a reputable contractor to do small jobs like this. You know what I mean? Oh man. Yeah. I, I think it, depending on where you're at, the hardest thing in the world is just find a reputable contractor. Yeah. Yeah. Because the last two places we've lived, it seems like you get a, a contractor, and if you're able to look into their history, you know, there's a dozen different named businesses that they've mm-hmm. owned in the last two years, <laughs> you know, seven bankruptcies, you know, 11 lawsuits. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Because I was thinking about this. I started my own contracting business back in the day. Um. I think it was before I did photography. Yeah. I started a, a company called Sticks and Stone Construction. And it's because we'd finished doing a renovation out in uh, our house that we had bought. Old house. It was moved in 1950. So who knows how old the original building was. But we completely gutted the thing and completely redid it. And I thought, you know, that's pretty good. I'd like, um, I th- what did I do? I, I, I think it was right after I quit working for my dad. I was like, I'm going to take like six months before I go get a job and we're just going to do this renovation. And I, I quite liked it. It was a lot of fun. I thought I should start a little side hustle doing this. And so I did. And man, <laughs> I was like, I, I couldn't believe how much, uh, like I did a couple jobs for people, the simple stuff. I'd be like, I'll do that. And then somebody asked me to put in a pocket door and I'm like, nope. <laughs> and that's when I was like, I don't want to do this. And so I couldn't believe, like I was probably looking at like one to three jobs a day. And I'm like, wow, like I literally paid for an ad in the newspaper. This was still back when, you know, it was what, 10, 15 years ago. Um, And I was like, man, I can't believe it. Like zero reputation whatsoever and really not overly qualified. It's not like I've worked in construction. I mean, I built a building for my boss in Rockyford and a few other things, but I just couldn't believe how much potential work I could have, how much work I could have had if I had taken it all. I was just blown away. And I suppose it might be just because it's small town, new business, right? You don't have a, a reputation either way. And then kind of depends on what you do from there is determines how long you stick around. Yeah. And then, you know, just so we cover in all bases, look at the other side of it is, yeah, you know, I'm going to save a little bit of money. I want better quality work. So I'm going to just do it myself. Well, the downside to that is sometimes you wait two years or more, yeah. <laughs> or you, you know, you think more highly of your skills than you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there, you know, there's downside to both. But if you got the ability and the time to do it yourself, do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and then it's um, and two. I always think about so I'm putting the shower in and. If, if I mess up on this shower installation, it means down the road, rotting walls, you know, like this is a, this is a house. This is your, where you live. This is a very expensive thing that if you don't do it right, 
and you know starts to cause damage man you just oh it gets expensive to repair that stuff after you find out about it and like oh yeah four years from now i found out that you know the walls are rotting out because i didn't get the, the shower properly sealed up you know That's you the get a stake in the outcome yeah yeah for sure and it's always in the back of your mind, oh, my God, did I do that right? Did I mess something up? Yeah. Something I don't know about. But that's also why I don't like other people doing it. I'm like, <laughs> I don't trust you. Uh, the guy that built our house, man, he, he, was a, he was a good builder when he wanted to be. And a uh, complete asshole the rest of the time. And, man, he was dragging his feet so long that I finally said, listen, We've got a contractual deadline. If it's not done by then, I'm going to go hire crews and I'll take it off of your holdback. He goes, you can't do that. I said, that's the contract you and I signed with the lawyer, moron. Like, come on. And, uh, and you know, when he built his house, he just just busted his butt. All the, just went so hard, six, seven days a week. And then when he built ours, he got a girlfriend and he never worked a Monday or Tuesday for the entire project, not once. And then, you know, sometimes Wednesday he'd come over and Thursday. I'd look out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He'd be, like, picking rocks out of his his ground, like, with a wheelbarrow out of his lawn with his girlfriend. And I'm like, you freaking jerk. And I remember he had all the, all the drywall stacked in the garage. Uh, he had the siding done, but he didn't have the ease troughing up yet, which he should have done, just doing nothing. And one day he worked one Friday. That's all he worked the entire week. And I'm like, you are such a... <clears throat> Anyways... We got early snow, and I don't know when it was, I don't know, September or something. Like, we got, like, two feet of snow. And because he didn't have eavesdropping, all this, and it was real windy, the snow just went into the garage and went into the house. And I went into the garage, and there's, like, a foot of snow on top of these drywall piles. And I'm like, I called him. I said, Kyle, there's snow on the drywall. He goes, oh, well, could you just brush it off? And I, I kind of lost it on my head. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I'm paying you. You're, no, this is your job, man. And anyways, I took pictures because we had, like, this was before the mudding and taping was done. The drywalls mostly hung in the house. And it was, like, coming out of the walls and all this snow. Because it all went up into the attic and then just started coming down. Luckily, there's no insulation there. So that would have been wrecked. But, oh, he was such a jerk. And finally, I just, I lost it on him. Like, I really, I said, listen, I said, you're off the project. Get out of here. I said, I don't want to see your face. You're damaging and all this stuff. And his kid was, I'll use air quotes, working for him too. And he was actually a, a framer, like a German carpenter. But uh, we had a little come to Jesus meeting. And then, man, oh, oh they was, and then he, was, he worked hard after that, but he just didn't do things right after that. And um, it was weird because the way that he got the job, he bid everything super low. And then he was a king of change orders. And he didn't know my past experience, like, you know, doing jobs with airports and governments and stuff. And, uh, like, I'm, like, I'm an anti-change order guy, right? It's like, no, this is our job. No, no, we don't want change orders. Like, no, let's just, anyways, he'd come, like, he, he came to me with an electrical change order for $16,000 because we did, like, the electrical layout walkthrough with the electrician. And I looked at it and said, what's this? Like, you know, we added some, okay, I want a three-way switch here, three-way switch there. I wanted an outlet underneath the soffit for Christmas lights with a switch inside. Did all this stuff. And he came back and said, yeah, it's going to be an extra 16000 bucks." 
And I said, well, okay, no, that's like we have some extra money. We spent extra money on on getting our septic field done because that was more expensive than we thought. But I said, I don't have 16 grand contingencies like towards this stage of the project. You know, like we're kind of running out of our cash here. We got like 10 grand left. So just build it to spec. And or I said, just wire it to code. Anything I want to do in the future, I'll worry about it then. And then he comes back and says, well, he didn't bid it to code. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He didn't bid it to code. And that's actually how he talks. Like he's actually a moron. And I said, well, I don't care if he doesn't bid to code. By law, he has to bid to code or build to code. I said, here's how it goes. We have a line item for electrical install on this contract that you and I have. That's exactly what he gets. Not one cent more. Anyways, that happens. Well, I'll have to talk to him. I said, go ahead. This is your problem. You're still on a time crunch. You better deal with it now, Kyle. And anyways, I go back to the electrician. He starts wiring stuff up, and he's putting in some of the extras I asked for. And I said, whoa, whoa, I didn't approve this change order. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, I didn't approve the change order. And he goes, there's no change order. I said, what do you mean? He goes, there's no, what are you talking about? I said, well, there's $16,000 in extras for electrical. And he goes, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> so literally, he makes up this phony baloney thing that he said was from his electrician. Like, that's that's the kind of guy he was. Just Oh, Kirk is a dog hide. If I see him again, I'm punching him in the face. I'm 100%. The guy, I'll spit on him first, and then I'll punch him in the face. Oh, he's a bastard. Anyways, we, I got, I'm i getting worked up. <laughs> first thing in the morning. I've only had one coffee. <sighs> so, what's new with you? Well, nothing really. That's a... What do you think about our world? <laughs> yeah, it still is, I don't know, crooked and stupid as it was last week. Yeah. I noticed that uh, Goldman Sachs is predicting 35% inflation. Wow. Um, That's uh, nuts. Uh, the... Uh, uh, Google and uh, Instagram, I mean, Facebook and Instagram oligarchical overseers of the world have recently said, oh, we're going to lift our uh, hate speech ban on certain uh, pro-Ukrainian violence on uh, Russian Hmm. ban there for a little bit. Yep. Oh, that's nice. So... You're just coming out and admitting you do it. All right. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not pro-Russian. I'm not pro-Ukrainian either. Yeah. I'm pro-North America. Well, part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird. The. It's so funny how the media makes, like, the president of Ukraine to be such a legendary hero, you know? I don't know. It's it's kind of weird. And and then there's also, it all depends where you look. You look at all the different sources, and there's, I don't know. It kind of surprises me, but there's more than one place that says Ukraine's actually not, like, as far as militarily speaking, they're not just getting their ass handed to them, you know? Like, they're actually putting up some resistance. I'm like, huh, weird. But, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and then I heard that some of those reports, not all, but some of those reports were completely fabricated to try to make uh, Russia look bad. Yeah. And what it caused was it made someone very angry and had a whole bunch of civilians in one particular city bombed. Oh, oh. you think you're doing so good, do you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true, hey? And now the Russians are threatening this and threatening that. Oh, we're going to leave the space program. Good. <laughs> it's the use, most useless program oh, on the face of the planet. Good. <laughs> space programs are so stupid. I mean, I like satellites and it's kind of cool that technology, but man, people that think they want to go to other planets, ugh, that that's, I can find zero uh, usefulness in that. I just think it's the most stupid idea on earth. That's funny. Well, yeah. you know, if there's intelligent life out there somewhere other than on this planet, they haven't, um, in the modern era, they haven't been here because we were too stupid. And they're probably hiding somewhere just out of reach of anything we can see or hear. Yep. In case we try to leave the planet, yeah, they'll just shoot it down and say, you're not spreading that stuff. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah, it's crazy, hey? You guys are getting crazy high gas prices? Yeah. Yeah. And some places We're, are like increasing 10 cents a day. Ours are. The um, 10 cents a five liter. 5 cents a day. A friend of mine took pictures and kept the metadata on the pictures to prove it. Yeah. Same gas station, same town, right down the street from her house. In a 24-hour period, she took a picture every four hours and to show the increase. That's wow. how – she said at one point they were um, raising the prices every hour on the hour, and they just couldn't get to the <laughs> – you know, they got kids to take care of, so they can't be running. That's crazy. Gas station every two minutes. So we have – Two days in a row, we had ten cents a liter, which is almost forty cents a gallon increase. So we're at we're over seven bucks for a gallon of gas right now. What's it at where you are? Oh, on top of that, Justin Trudeau uh, in April is bringing another thirteen cents a liter carbon tax because that's really important. So that's like per gallon, it's roughly four times that. So it'll be like fifty cents a gallon increase for you know keeping the world green. All that stuff its what we need after a pandemic and uh, everything else going on. What's your yeah. per gallon price there? We're shooting up to, we're almost at $4. Wow. <coughs> you know, I know uh, you were talking about weather earlier yep. in your house story. Yeah, I guess what we're getting tonight and tomorrow. Snow? Yeah. Really? <laughs> right on. No. <laughs> I love it, but really? Yeah. We've had a week and a half of, you know, 60-degree days. Come on now. Yeah. And we're on the flip side of that. We're Well, it's minus 20. Right before I came down, it was minus 20. Uh, but we're supposed to get up to plus 2 this afternoon, Celsius. So, like, I don't know what that's, 35, 36 Fahrenheit. And then we're looking at, like, we're looking at some nice weather. I think every day in the next two weeks says it's supposed to be above freezing. So that's nice. Handy dandy. 
Uh, yeah. Oh. See, I got a... Today I'll finish up. We'll do the membrane, this Schluter membrane, and then got to let that sit for 24 hours. And so then Monday I'll probably... Uh, I'll put the tiles up and then grout them all and then the shower will be done and I'll have one more upstairs to do. And then I think like that's, you know, the big stuff we wanted to do in the house is done. So that's going to be nice. We did some of it to save money, right? Like, you know, you get a quote for the tile work and it's a custom shower. It's like, ah, you know, I'll do that myself. And that was one nice thing with working with a flexible builder who was a shady bastard, but... Um, so th- we did a lot of stuff, like even, um, he had a quote for the kitchen cabinets, like it was a line item. And so then we said, okay, well, listen, why don't we go to Ikea? I'll buy, I'll install them all. And then, you know, that'll save the money. And, and so we saved quite a bit of money on this house doing stuff like that. And then, uh, basically he would just write us checks. So if we had, I don't know, like $40,000 for kitchen cabinets, um, we would pay for it out of our own money and then he would just give us a check for 40 grand. Right. And so it was kind of handy that way, except it was funny. He's such a smart guy that when he wrote out the contract, he, he never used one in any paragraph he wrote. There wasn't a single piece of punctuation. Didn't understand what a period was, what a comma was like literally his paragraph would be about 10 sentences all as one sentence. Like, I don't know if he has any, like probably had a grade four education, literally. Uh, good at building stuff, but man, he was not good at communicating or he could talk, I guess, in person. But anyways, he put as a line item for the kitchen cabinets, he actually wrote $40 million in the contract. That's that's how he carried the zeros and then put it that, and like, you're such a moron. Like you can't tell the difference on paper between $40,000 and $40 million. Ugh. That was funny. I thought, I should... I should take them and we, legal document. We signed it. The lawyer even missed it, but man, what a retard that guy was. Been watching any good YouTube lately? Any good YouTube? No. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, actually, there's a good series going on on one of the excavating channels, Dirt Perfect. He's building uh, a tile plow for the back of his bulldozer. It's a very interesting project hmm. but so, so then, i'm the, very disappointed in all my youtubers that I uh, yeah Bench and chance, then eh? i went back and watched a couple of uh videos on this canadian knife maker you know i own a couple of his knives and uh then i started getting in this new stupid uh youtube feed that they've got going What's everything's that? recommended there's no more categories really and, uh yeah and I showed this, there's one guy popped up and it's, oh, this in air quotes professional, I guess if it's written, it's not air quotes, in quotes, um, a professional knife maker uh, ruined my client's knives. Oh, that's Kyle Noseworthy. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I, ugh. Yeah. His videos aren't that good, are they? Uh, Well, it's not just that. See, he one of the, the one of the videos I watched was a little suspect. I understand more than a little bit more than the mere mortal would understand 
but not as much as a a professional would understand. You know, mm-hmm. when he was welding a tang back together, right? He didn't show some of the stuff that you would normally show to prove you did that. Mm. But mm. anyway, yeah, you know it's funny. Um, the re- the reason I found out about him is somebody um tagged me. I had a few people comment on some of my videos. He's like, "Hey, Cal, Noseworthy just shouted you out." I, there's this thing going on where content creators would like cook a steak for men's mental health, right? He's <laughs> awareness. They do those stupid things, and um, he's like, "Oh yeah," and you're supposed to cook a steak however you like to do it, and then mention one other creator, and then they're supposed to do it. And uh, like, "Oh, Cal Noseworthy," ta-. and a bunch of people. Like, I probably had 10 comments one day saying, I'm like, well, I better check this out then. And so I look at it, and uh, he's cooking a steak. What did he do? He put a piece of steel in his forge or something, then cooked a steak on it, which is cool. Great idea. Neat. But he goes, and you know what he did? Just one channel there, and I don't know the guy's name, but it's Simple Little Life. And, yeah, I don't know his name. It's like, dude, I start every video on that channel pretty much saying, hey, guys, Jeremy here with Simple Little Life. (laughs) I'm like... If you're going to shout me out and I'm supposed to respond to your shout out by making a video, you should probably just know my name. Like, I don't know. I'm not a, he's done pretty, I'm surprised how well he's done, but I, I'll try to watch some of his videos and I'm like, uh, you just, you got to get to it a little quicker, man. You know, Nanny's a goofy, noofy, no, got to get to the barn there and, you know, go to sharpen his knife and it's like, yeah, that's fine. He's from the east. He does east eastern Canada. That they don't matter. They're yeah. I think Alberta needs to separate. You know. Uh, Alberta should just be our fifty-first state. No, 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 <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> and then you can help us fix our shit. Yeah, that would mean Biden would be our president. I'm not cool with that. <laughs> And I, I don't know that Biden's worse than Trudy, but man, neither one of us are. Uh, it's so funny because I always think, like, who on earth voted for this guy when I see Biden on TV? And as soon as it goes to my mind, I'm like, an American would look at me and say, who on earth voted for Trudeau? I'm like, true enough. <laughs> We're a bunch of woke, retarded countries, you know? Well, I was listening to something a while back. And I think they got all of the right conclusions, but they got there the wrong way. In that, you know, America has never been this divided, right? Mm-hmm. Literally, about 50% of the populace voted for both people, you know? So, yeah, I mean, we've never been this closely divided, ever. Even in the Civil War, it wasn't 50-50, right? Yeah. And... I attribute that to how bad politics in America has been at a minimum since 2000, 2001. Mm. You know, because 2008 to 2016 polarized one half of the country. And then that, I think, um, people wanted so much change in the other direction. They, uh, Voted in uh, um, 
Oh, what do they call those people back in the day? Like a circus crier, a guy that stood out in front of the circus to drum up business. Yeah, yeah. And then he polarized so many people. Then they vote in a zombie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I actually really like Biden because he's fun to watch and laugh at. <laughs> like his State of the Union. We did we talk about that last week? No, and it wouldn't. It'd be a one-sided show because I don't watch it. I just got this highlight reel. Um, you know, like he he called Ukraine uh, Iranians a few times. Yeah. <laughs> and the <laughs> you know the Republicans or the opposing party always gets a a chance after the State of the Union to respond. And I I don't even know if it's true, but I saw. Uh, couple of news articles that said, you know, the Republicans' response to Biden's State of the Union was Biden's State of the Union. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, the Russian tanks can circle Kiev all they want, but they will never gain the hearts of the Iranian people. And then he said, hey, you know, you take one pound of Ukrainian and... Uh, they're a proud people, pound for pound. They're a prouder people than anybody else in America. And he, like, literally, he said that. And, and he said, and then he was like, you know, you can't build a wall high enough to keep out the vaccine, and and the, the vaccine is it's gonna stop all the diseases. Like, literally, those words came from his mouth. And like, I just thought the pound. You take one pound of Ukrainian. I'm like. Holy crap, like now you're putting them in the category of butter. <laughs> you know, now they're a commodity. Just weigh them out. Oh, it's so funny. It's, I, you watch that and it's like, so, so that's what people think. You, you used to be the leader of the free world <laughs> right there, yeah. pound for pound. I, uh, Christian news that I watch every once in a while, you know, maybe two or three times a year. I saw, I got in an email newsletter there was a clip uh, linked in there from a uh, independent a third party uh, congressperson who before they went into the you know they went into politics they were a neurosurgeon a neurologist mm. and a neurosurgeon and he's like I don't care anything about the politics of it for the sake of this statement I'm concerned about the man as a doctor <laughs> he said, "If I if one of my patients came to me and was that incoherent, I would be committing them for you know seventy two hours for a battery of testing, yeah. and this clown is running the country." <laughs> and, I'm voting for change. <laughs> I remember some people, the people I'm friends with on Instagram, younger than me, uh, they don't know it, but they're a lot more woke than me. But I remember, like, I voted for change. <laughs> Every time I see Biden on TV doing something stupid, I'm like, you you did that. Good job. Good job. You voted for change. This world is so much better because of Biden. You're smart. How dare you? <laughs> That's right. That's that finger funny. was just hovering, waiting. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's funny. You know, thinking about... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the... I think the... Cutest meme I saw all week was um, someone at a gas station pumping gas in their car. 
and the price is five nineteen a gallon, and they're scraping the Biden sticker off the bumper of their car. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Nothing changes people's opinions in politics more than inflation. Yep. Nothing. Yeah, for you sure. Know, not, not hate, not color, not religion. You, you start poking money, poking in their wallet. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah, you know, there's this old saying, I don't know if it's an old German saying or whatever, but my dad always told me, says, you never really know a man until he touches his wallet. And it's true. Like, what does he spend money on? Who does he give money to? Uh, does he, you know, does he keep it all for himself? Does, you know, it's true. The true character of a man is played out in how he uses his money, his wealth. <clears throat> the frustrating thing I find is like, so Canada... Alberta, we'll narrow it down just to Alberta. We have the largest known and proven oil deposit on earth. The Saudis claim they've got more, but they won't let anybody verify it, right? Uh, so say we've got the second largest oil deposit. Why are we paying so much money for foreign oil and gas? You know, like if you had a sensible, intelligent leadership, it, provincially and nationally, you know, the federal level in Canada, I mean, Canada could be one of the wealthiest nations. We could be paying like 10 cents a liter for gas. You, you look at some of those those uh, countries like, I don't know, Finland, Sweden, where I mean, like, like they do well for their people. It's like, oh yeah, post-secondary education, if you want it, yeah, we've got money for that. It's paid for, right? Like we, oh, Canada could just unbelievably amazing if 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 retarded woke people didn't make such stupid decisions because y you look at Biden he's never going to do good for the country for the people of the country Trudeau is never going to do good for the people of Canada you know he's got a different agenda he's a global elite he's He's up with the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, you know, I mean, he went to their five-year indoctrination, the young leaders and, oh man, it's it, like, he'll just screw anybody over. The entire citizenship of Canada, who cares? He's got an agenda and it has nothing to do with us, you know? And it's so short-sighted. Uh, it is because so far... And I'm not saying it can't happen, but so far in our history, there hasn't been more than one or two examples, if that many, of that working out for somebody long term. Yeah. You know, um, the Roman Empire's elite, the Senate and the Emperor. Yeah, where are they at now? Yeah. Um, the great European monarchies, where are they at now? Mm -hmm. uh, Napoleon, where is he at now? You know, so, and and tons of other examples. The only long-term, I think, lasting example is going to be China. Yeah. Of a yeah. few people <clears throat> ruling a bunch of people and keeping all the wealth to themselves. Yeah. And they use extreme force and, like, just mass murder to do it, you know? Well, mean, name another country that can lock down a city of six million or more people with little or no trouble, pre-planning, because it's all in place. 
you know, I don't think there is another no country that no. could do it. No. And I I don't condone China in any way, shape, fashion, or form. Don't condone a lot of stuff that they've done in the past, if any stuff that they've done in the past, you know. But, you know, people like, oh, the heroes of Tiananmen Square. Mm. Well, that showed the Chinese people not the <laughs> – we're not bluffing. Yeah. So – it's funny because Justin Trudeau was on the tour a couple years ago, and he said, uh, you know, they're asking about which governments do you look up to and admire, and he says, I really admire the Chinese government for their ability to use communism to bring their country up. <laughs> I'm like, like, literally that dude said that. Like, he, he admires China. And right now, you know, this stupid woke retards, they're like, Canadians need to boycott the NHL until they do the right thing and fire out, uh, get rid of Alexander Ovechkin. And I'm like, okay, you, uh, again, China's a little worse than Russia. Like, like Putin's doing some bad stuff right now. Uh, arguably that maybe they're just fighting each other. It's, uh, maybe he's not just going and there's always two sides to the story. Like, like, man, the president of Ukraine, his name slips in my mind. He's not a golden child. But, oh, no, they have China's final. We won't talk about China. Y you know, the genocide that's going on there right now. They've got concentration camps. But, oh, yeah, let me get a new iPhone. That'd be great. You know, it's like, man, you are so hypocritical. If you think you should stop watching hockey so you can stop paying a Russian hockey player and they say all Canadians should do it, it's the right thing to do. Well, by that standard, man, carry it over. Nothing in, from China you should have. And those are probably the same people that have more Chinese crap because they're just low-life pieces of garbage working at Walmart. You know, it's like, man, shut up. That's the worst thing about social media is it gives retards a platform. <laughs> you used to have to earn the right to be heard and, and do that by coming up through those around you and be like, yeah, this guy's actually pretty smart. He's saying some interesting stuff. Now everyone can just like verbal diarrhea. It's like, yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. It's a pretty pretty negative podcast, isn't it, so far? Yeah, not really. I mean, look at the world, today's world. I'm not going to sugarcoat true. stuff just to, yeah. you know. Good point. That's a good it, point. It, I, can't, I can't take um, – I'm going to use it I'm gonna, as an example. Okay. <clears throat> I, I understand that it costs you fame and fortune. I understand that. I'm willing and have been willing to do that. That's not a problem. But if you are saying as part of your shtick, your, your show, that, hey, look, our show is just going to be, it's not between me and the audience or me and Jeremy and the audience, between me and Jeremy. It's a conversation between two friends. You're an eavesdropper. You know, this yeah. is a conversation we would have on Monday morning at the water cooler. Yep. So nothing's off limits. Mm -hmm. But we also say that, Every show is taped on bring your kids to work day, you know, so you got to yeah, watch yeah. what you say a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I try to keep and, it. But no topic is generally off the table. Nothing is taboo except the taboo. Yeah. And so we couldn't, you know, just stick to vanilla topics and stay true to our mission statement. Mm -hmm. That's true. I, I, while I enjoy watching most of 
there's stuff, there are certain channels I want that deal with uh, firearms and firearms-related content that refuse to take a side politically mm. because it'll affect their bottom line. Yeah. And nothing will get a gun channel canceled faster than being pro-gun. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I've heard the Second Amendment. Delete. You know, that's what the Google will do. But mm-hmm. um, it just, it infuriates me, right? Yeah. It just, I don't know why, it just does. There's not you know, too many subjects as important as the First and Second Amendment. Yeah. You know, the right to free speech and the right to, of a free citizenry to keep and bear arms not against each other, but against a tyrannical government or potential tyrannical government. Yeah. Um, it ain't got nothing to do with deer. It ain't got nothing to do with deer wearing Kevlar vest, you moron. Yeah. Biden. It's the, the second amendment's got nothing to do with hunting. Hunting is covered under life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Yeah. I get to provide for my family. However I see fit, as long as it doesn't affect other people or break laws. Yeah. The Second Amendment is there <clears throat> for self-defense and and national defense mm-hmm. internally, yeah, or externally, but whatever. And it, it's funny because the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms has that too, but the RCMP are the ones in like I have a right to carry a, a handgun on me for personal defense. And there's a permit that exists that would allow me to do that, but the RCMP are the ones responsible, and they just don't hand them out. The first one they actually handed out under the, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which was like a, an 80, 1980, that, um, the first one they handed out was the lawyer in the very first um, like legal abortion trial in Canada. And they gave him the right to carry a handgun to protect himself. And every citizen of Canada has it in the rights and freedoms. But the uh, the gatekeepers, the the evil RCMP, they say, no, no, we're just not going to give them to you. Shady bastards. Most most corrupt political party in Canada is the RCMP. I hate them. You know, yeah. so we have mandatory breathalyzers here now at check stops. We uh like two Fridays ago, three Fridays ago, coming out of Strathmore, we dropped like picked the kids up. They were at a, like a laser tag thing or something. I don't know. And then one of my daughter's friends was staying at a hotel in Strathmore, <clears throat> so we told her parents, "Oh yeah, we'll take them home, drop her off, come out of town." Oh, check stop there, right? This was like ten, ten thirty at night, and uh, I never knew it. She's like, "You know about the new mandatory breathalyzer in Alberta?" I'm like, "No." So she gave me the card and read me the spiel. I'm like, "Okay, fine, go, let's go." And uh, I've never had to blow a breathalyzer before, but you know, there's a part of me. It's like, good Friday night. If you can get drunk, there's two people that had their cars off to the side, and so they were. I don't know if they're over or what, but I mean, I didn't have a drink, so I blew a zero and didn't ask for ID, didn't ask for my license, nothing. All they want is a breathalyzer, and I'm kind of like. I, that doesn't bother me, but in a certain sense, that is literally guilty until proven innocent. And I'm like, that's not how we're supposed to be here, right? You know, same thing with these, that was the, this whole vaccine, all this stuff was like uh, sick until proven healthy. It's like, 
so I have to get a test to prove that I'm healthy before. So you're assuming I'm, it's the same thing as guilty until proven innocent. And it's like, I don't like that idea. I, I do and I don't. Drunk driving? Yeah. Uh, throw the book at them, man. Take their license for life. If you're going to make a decision to get behind a wheel and you're over the legal limit, you should never drive again, ever. It's a big deal. Big consequences. Bad things can happen. But oh no, we'll just slap you on the wrist, give you a fine, take your license for three months, but I don't know. Weird. <sighs> yeah, well, Tennessee just passed a law related to drunk driving. If you get into an accident and you're drunk and you kill the driver of the other car or a passenger of the other car and they have children, you now have to pay child support. Oh, wow. To the persons, um, you know, that you killed yeah. kids. I got a huge problem with that. Why is that? Because it all it does is give the courts a reason not to put you in jail. Mm. They leave you working so you can pay the, and that'll be a defense, an affirmative defense in sentencing, not in findings. You know, because yeah. there's two there's two stages to every trial or legal proceeding. There's findings and sentencing, right? Yeah. And you can bring in more stuff for sentencing than you ever could in uh, findings, like your history stuff like that. Mm. And all the, all the defense attorneys are going to be saying, yeah. You know, we pled guilty to drunk driving, but don't send us to prison because we have to pay child support. Mm, yeah. Mm. And there's supposed to be a provision uh, in it that says, oh, you got to pay child support, you know, starting, you know, once you're found guilty or once you're released. It's not what it says. Um, mm. There's a, you have to catch up on it after you get out of jail. So again, you know, hmm. and the most of the world, most of the Western world has been way too lenient on drunk driving because the same people who make the rules and uphold the rules and catch you are just as susceptible mm -hmm. as you are as a citizen of doing it. So it's like, oh, my, I might be next. So I don't want to be too hard on this. Yeah. 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 And. I think if a judge drinks and drives, that's worse than if an ordinary citizen does it. Yeah. But not as bad as if a police officer does it. But a police officer doing it, and it's still worse than a citizen doing it. You know? Yeah. I think if, if you have a job that that's your job, then you know better, and guess what? You You're going to be, be – I think there should be <laughs> sentencing guidelines where you get um, – you know, the higher up the food, the judicial food chain you are – the worst sentence you get. Yep. Because you're the example for people, you know. Well, then you know better. You yeah. know, the average citizen don't know the laws. A judge, they better know the laws. It's presumed, actually, you know the law. Yeah. When you get um, either elected or sworn uh, or chosen as a judge, uh, every state has this, <clears throat> uh, some form of it, that, you know, you're agreeing that you know the law. Yeah. Whether you do or not, you're, you're saying you do, so then it's presumed that you do. Mm -hmm. That's true. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Craziness. Yeah, I know. I know. 
you know, I, um, the gas price go the way there. I'm like, well, maybe I should just start riding my bike more. <laughs> but then uh, the bummer is we don't have really the infrastructure. And if I'm going to ride my bike, it means I'll be like six inches away from a freight liner every couple minutes. Plowing me off the road. But I should probably get cruising. Got uh, some, some of my son's going to tour the college that he's going to. He's got to be there from 10 to 3 today. <clears throat> he wasn't looking forward to it until... It was, it was funny, he got this email like weeks ago, just gave us the date and times. And then last night he reads it. He's like, oh, what, we get a hangar tour? <laughs> Did you seriously just read this? And I was like, yeah. Because <laughs> like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I was like, dude, you're going to be living there. Okay? It's going to be your new home. You come home on the weekends if you want to, but you're going to be there. You, you know, you You'll get to see what the classrooms are like, what the dorms like, where you're going to eat. I said, I would definitely want to take that tour. And then he's like, oh, we got to look at the hangar and go out to the airport. And I'm like, well, there you go. So now he's excited. But <clears throat> yeah, we did get to, too. Uh, we did some work on the kids' motorbikes and taught them how to pack a muffler. And when you're talking about that, uh, you know, having the right tool for the job, Reminded me of that because things, weird things would come up. I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I got this pry bar and I've got this, you know, it's like, oh, so nice. You do a job and you don't realize sometimes how many tools you actually own until you like, like a borescope, like a little camera. Wanted to see what's going on inside of this exhaust. So I just put my camera down and in there. I'm like, oh, it's so awesome. My kids, boys are like, wow, you got every tool, dad. I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) Yeah. You have every tool you have until you don't. I don't care how many tools you got. The next job, you won't have all the tools for it. Yeah, you have to go buy another one. New tool and then, and then when, once you get a certain amount of tools, it confuses you why <laughs> I don't have the right tool. You know, you're like, yeah. oh my God, what? What do you mean yeah. I don't have the right tool? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if the right tool is a 10 millimeter socket, you're never going to have it. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly it. That's the one. It's the one everybody hates. Well, real quick on that, and this will be the end, I guess. I bought a used car one time, mm-hmm. and I, I said, "Hey, can I, you know, take a look over this thing real quick?" Yeah, okay, blah 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 blah. Bought it, took it straight home, and I was going to do a service on it. Right. Mm-hmm. I found no less than three ten or twelve millimeter sockets still stuck on bolts. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you got some free tools with that purchase. Exactly. <laughs> what a kind of a dumb dumb would do that, man. <laughs> you know, I've done that. I've I've had them stay on when you pull your ratchet off. Sometimes, well, the new ones usually don't because usually a better retention. But wouldn't you look at it and be like, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's funny. It's these people that you know. I oh, I got a twelve millimeter bolt, but it's rusted and rounded off. So I'm gonna hammer on a ten mil just to get it off. <laughs> yeah, or it gets stuck in the socket, so. <laughs> I don't have a new bolt. I'm just going to run the, the socketed bolt back down on there. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> no kidding. Right on. Well, I guess, yeah, I should cruise. So we'll cool, hit man. the old stop. And, and great. Yeah. It's real, you know. Keep it real. It's good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, always enjoy your conversations, Todd. Absolutely. I'll take care and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good.